the Oakdale Christian Centre podcast. In this episode, Dave leads a study into abiding in the Lord. The main reading is John chapter 15. Wonderful passage that we're going to just delve into again. We talked about two weeks ago on abiding, and we're going to just carry on with that and and, then find out the fruit what it produces Um, and of course what do we say abiding if you can catch the last part if you can catch him continue remain tarry stay living it indicates permanency trust reliance planted rooted all these different words gives us a a picture dependence um, pliability and we'll just look at some of those verses in a moment Um, because you see it isn't a, a something theoretical it's more than a mental uh, change in our intellect or something we memorize remember we said the the pharisees the bible says they knew the knew intellectually the word but the word had no place in them it didn't go from head to heart into their soul in their spirit into their will because um, what did he say? Uh, you were unwilling to come to me. This, this is our biggest problem, isn't it? Our will. We know what God's word is, but ooh, don't we fight it sometimes, depending on what it is, um, <laughs> especially when it's, got, it's going counter to what we want. Um, and of course, he said, you are Abram's descendants, but you're not his children, uh, because my word has no place in you. But thankfully, Christianity is not uh, religion. No, 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 no. Um, uh, it's Christ in us. Uh, let's read these verses. John 14, 16 to 18. And I will pray the Father, and he will give you another comfort, that he may abide with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeketh see him not, neither knoweth him, if you know him, for he dwelleth with you, and he shall be in you. I will not leave you. Amen. So remember, we've got to be able to see before we receive, and that's what the Holy Spirit, that's his whole work, isn't it? It's convicting, enlightening, uh, converting, enlivening, and all those things that he brings light and sight. And he said, I will not leave you alone, because it's no good the Lord saying, look, you know, I've come, I've forgiven your sins, now live like this, follow my ways, follow my word, because You know, in and of ourselves, we know full well that it's impossibility. That's why he needs to come and be with us and in us. And that's the difference, you see, Christ in us. These lovely verses, one of these verses, it's it's good to put put a memory as well. Colossians 1, Colossians 1, 26, 29. The mystery that has been kept in for ages and generations, but is now disclosed to the saints, to them, God has chosen to make known among the Gentiles the glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you, the hope of the glory. We proclaim him, admonish him, and teach him everyone with all wisdom so that they may present everyone perfect in Christ. So this end their labor, struggling with all his energy, which so powerfully works in them. A couple of things there. Um the mystery what is the Christ in us 
the hope of glory. There's the difference, religion or Christ in us. And uh, we can know that. It should be seen, as we'll sort of look at in a minute. It's reflected because we are, we are plugged in, if you like, to a new life source. Um, of course, the old nature is still hanging about, isn't it? But now we are plugged in. The Holy Spirit is there with us. Our conscience are enlivened. He's always speaking to us. He's always guiding us. He's always saying, Dave, 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 uh, what are you doing? Why did you say that? Why did you do that? Come on, this is the way. Walk ye in it. Um, so there's there's a Christ in us. And that verse, verse 29, again, we talked about being strong on Sunday morning. And there Paul says, I worked, I struggled with all my might. Well, actually not my might. Christ in me, the power of God working in me. Actually, the power of God energizing. That's the word it means, energizing us. And that's the power of God, isn't it? Energizing us. Um Sometimes we can feel uh, weak and anemic. And again, as we said on Sunday, God takes us to that place where we have to lean on him, rely upon him, draw from him. Um, and that's why praise is important, worship is important, spending time with him is important. So Christ is in us, but he tells us to also stay in him. Um, because there's always that cooperation, you see. There's, um, uh, remember, G- the Bible says um, God is working in us. He's, he's working out his purpose in us. But also then the, the, the cooperation is work out your salvation. So Christ is putting in. Work out that which he's put in us. He's given us all that we need for life and godliness. But in 2 Peter 1, he says, now you add. You be diligent. You add to this and that. You, see, there's a cooperation here. Why? Because it's relationship. We're not robots. I wish we were sometimes. I wish God was, you know, come on. But there's, why? Because he, he longs to cooperate with us and to take us and to, and to lead us and we will be listening. So again, let's look at how we bear abiding. How do we stay in him? How do we tarry? How do we, there's a sense of permanency. Let's look at God's word. We looked at some of these the other day. And of course, uh, John is telling us to abide in him. And, um, uh, in the epistle, 1 John, 1 John and 2 John, he tells us as well how to do it. Uh, 1 John 2, 4 to 6. We'll come to keep his word and his commands in it, but if you, if you want to abide in, you walk as Jesus. Well, that makes sense, isn't it? Because we are disciples, we are followers of him. He is in us, he's not left us alone, and that's why he says, what's a disciple? Someone who denies this, denies their self, picks up their cross and follow me. There's a walking, there's a walking. And of course, that's, that's a descriptive word, isn't it? <laughs> the word walk means your whole life and lifestyle. Uh, it, it involves all your activities and your attitudes of life. You know, your walk with God, and we see right from the beginning of the time, don't we? Uh, that's how someone's life is described. Enoch, walk with God. And uh, God was pleased with him and said, come on home. Uh, when Jesus is talking, when uh, Moses is observing, walking this way, we walk um, in him, we walk by the Spirit. Um, Colossians says, because you receive Jesus as Lord, walk in him, walk with him. And again, we've got to find out how Jesus walked. How did Jesus walk? 
Well, we looked at the other day, didn't we? His custom. What was it? What were what was his customs? That which he did on a regular basis. Well, we should follow him. What was his custom? Jesus was found in the house of God, wouldn't he? As was his custom. He was in the house of the Lord, even when it was much hotter than this, can I say? In the uh, Middle East, a few degrees more, more than a few degrees there. Um, that's where he was found. Also, the Bible says he was in, in, in the Word. He was the Word, but he was in the Word, because the Bible says his custom was to teach the Word. And of course, we know his custom was early in the morning, a great while before day, where was Jesus? Uh, that's right, away with Father. That was his custom. So when we see how, do, how does Jesus walk, well, of course, we can look at the things he did and the things he said and the people he met and the people that uh, we would stay away from, but the people he would bring the gospel to, and he wasn't afraid to give them the gospel and to show them Jesus, show them his love, but also show them truth. Also lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Go, go out of his way. To bring life and goodness. And, 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 and the Bible says God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went around doing good. And healing all those who were oppressed of the devil. It was a natural and supernatural combination. And of course when we are walking in the spirit. We are walking supernaturally. And uh, we see things clearly. We see needs around us. And we meet the needs. We walk as Jesus walked. So we are following him. So how do we abide in him? Well, we don't, we're not going our own way anymore. We're going his way. So, I mean, we, the kids used to wear the little band, bangles years ago, didn't they? WWJD. But, but it's a, it, you know, if, if that's lived out, it is a good, what would you do, Jesus, in this situation? If, if that is true, what, what way are we going? We are walking with him as he is. Well, that's how we stay. We stay. In him by walking with him and walking in the same direction as him. Um, not overstepping. 2 John 2, I just read it before we came out. 2 John 2, 9, the Bible says, stay in this teaching. Stay close to him and don't go beyond. It means to transgress. It means to do your own thing, really, and to teach your own thing. Don't do that, he said, because you're not abiding in Christ then. 1 John 3, 24. So there's more, there's, there's obedience here, and there's more than obedience, there's, there's a watching over, there's a keeping, there's a guarding, there's a protecting, and of course that's an ongoing thing. You know, why? Because if we are in him, we love his word. Why? Because his word is his character. That's who he is. And you see, to stay in him, we are keeping his commands. Uh, John 15, verse 10, we just read it. And then, of course, the epistle says, keep these commands and you will stay in him. Stay in him. That's, that's, that's his word in totality. Um, and, of course, we can look at some of the commands. And say, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But the, the commands that tell us to go the extra mile or to forgive those who you don't want to forgive or to... Uh, uh, to, to change our character, or to change direction, or, or all those all those ways God wants to keep His commands. You stay in Him. Um, One John two fourteen no twenty four to twenty eight. One John two four twenty four twenty eight. Let that therefore abide in you, which you have heard from the beginning. If that which you have heard from the beginning shall remain in you, ye also shall continue in the Son and in the Father. And this is the promise that He has promised us. Even eternal life. These things are written unto you concerning them that seduce you. 
that the anointing which you have received within the way within you, and ye need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you of all things, and is truth, and is not no lie, and even as it hath been taught you, ye shall abide in him. And now, little children, abide in him, that when he shall appear, we may have confidence and not be ashamed before him at his coming. You see, be very careful when anyone comes along and says, I've got this new extra teaching. Be very careful. The Bible says, stay in that which you've received, you know, abiding. And of course, again, in that context, there was a lot of heresy going on. And that hasn't changed in 2,000 years. Why? Because the devil, if the devil can't stop us following the Lord, you know, saying, I don't believe in God, he'll, he'll get us to distract us by different ideas and well that's an interesting idea and we'll follow it down a dead end instead of following him and and, and his way so t- the teacher will abide in you he says the same thing to timothy young man timothy timothy continue in the things you've learned and you become convinced of um, that the word of god makes you wise to salvation and that verse that we know the word of god is god breathed and is useful, profitable, turning you the right side up, correcting, changing, fulfilling, and uh, equipping you. Remember the things you've learned and the anointing of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit will always draw us back to Jesus. If you're ever saying, well, I don't know if this was the Holy Spirit. I don't know what, what this... Look, if it doesn't bring us to Jesus, tells us to stay in the Lord and follow hard after him, it is not the Holy Spirit. It is some other spirit. Because he'll always bring us to Jesus. And uh, he won't have us flitting around with fairy, fairy ideas. No, no, no. Solid. With a great foundation. Following hard after him. And knowing him. And that verse 28 we'll come back to in a minute. Um, abiding in him. Ah, Lord. And the word abiding in us. Not just in, uh, when it's abiding, it's being applied into our lives. John 8. 31, 34, 31, 32, shall we? Then Jesus said to those Jews who believed him, If you abide in my word, you are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. See, he wanted people to be true disciples. And even then, right back at the beginning, there were false disciples. There were people who followed Jesus. And, and why wouldn't you follow Jesus? You know, you probably have a free meal, depending. You would have a, a great uh, show. People were being healed. He was a great orator. People loved to listen to him. And so there were many sort of uh, motivations for following Jesus. But Jesus wanted people to really understand who he was and to put their lives and their faith in him. And he said, look, it starts with abiding in my words. My words you build your life on. You actually follow to the detriment to the, of anything else or everybody else. Follow my words. He said, then you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. See, one of the, we'll just skip it a minute and we'll come and we'll say, one of the great results and the fruit of staying in Christ is liberty. See, some of us, um, depending, you know, even when we've been a Christian long time, we have, we have habits or attitudes or attributes that are not good. And, uh, you know, the great thing about it, as we abide in the Lord, those are released because he loves to weed. I hate weeding, isn't it? And, uh, and, I, and I 
to be honest, I don't know what a, what a weed is. It's something in Odada. Is this a weed or a flower? I said, are you asking me? Is a flower on it? That doesn't mean it's a flower. It looks quite nice. I think it's a weed, but uh, as he's looking at and I, Don't ask me, Miss Mum there, know what a weed and a flower is. But he, he knows what a, a weed is, even though it might look like a flower in your life. He's coming up, if we'll allow him. Get it up. Dig it up. Why? Because he's in the business of change. The, the truth will set you free. So they, how do we stay in Christ? We are loving his word. We are guarding his word. We make sure our life lines up with his word. We are staying close to him. We are walking as he did. His, he's our example. Even when we think, oh, I know Jesus would do that in this situation. And we don't want to do it because it's going to cost us time, money, or whatever. It's going to cost us. We're going to have to go out of our way. What did Jesus do? Jesus must needs go through Samaria. Didn't usually. I don't think he, you know, in the sense that there was animosity there. We know that. But he went. Why? Because he had an appointment to meet a lady that would be the first missionary. Whoosh, and the gospel spread there into the evening of the Samaritans. So we are walking as we are confessing. Now we are um, coming to that place where we are still abiding. 1 John 4, 12 to 16. things going on there abiding in well we're abiding in his love his love is bearing fruit in our lives how do we know well what is christ's love it's sacrificial he tells us there what it is it's uh, a commitment it's sacrificial why because there are people we don't like loving there are people we don't think deserve our love people who've rejected our love people who've uh, <laughs> put us to the side and said things and all that. But what does the Bible say? If you were abiding in me, you're living in that love. It's going to cost. It's going to hurt. Because Jesus went to the cross because of love, didn't it? It was sacrificial. He committed. And it's not a feeling. As we said so often, it is a choice. It is a choice. Agape love. That's why uh, it, it can be commanded. Because it's a choice. Yeah? It's a choice. So we are staying in his love. His love, not a, that Mickey Mouse wishy-washy, oh, I feel in love. Well, that comes and goes, doesn't it? As we know, some of us have been married a long time. That if, 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 it, if we relied on feelings, we'd be in trouble. But it's actually, we're setting our face to serve him and to love him with his love. He gives us the ability. Isn't that amazing? You know, we think, oh, Dave, I can't do that. That's why we need to abide in him. And we begin to release his love. His love flows through us. And of course, also there, 
We confess Jesus. How do we stay in him? By confessing him. What does that mean? It means to actually see him for who he is. To confess Jesus. To see who he is. And to say, Lord, I agree with what you say about yourself. I agree with who you are. And I agree that I need you. It's that continual dependence upon him, you see. And that's why we need to abide in it. His word. We need to abide in his presence. By that, by praying, what are we saying? I need you, Lord. I'm dependent on you. I need you in all these areas. Not just in the big areas. Think, oh, look at that. No, in the, in the you know, sometimes we, we, we're frightened to ask God for the trivial things. Have you ever sought kids? They're worried about asking. No, they ask us for the most trivial things, aren't they? The older they get, they ask us for more stuff and not the trivial things, sadly. But when they're kids, they say, Dad, can I have a sweet? Can I have, you know, can, will you help me with a little trip? You know, don't be afraid. God loves relationship. And the devil will say, oh, don't ask God about that. He's not interested in that. Yeah, he is because he's your father. And the more we come to him, the more we abide in him, the more we see him work in us and through us. So we're loving one another. So we are, this is how we abide in him. Let's see the fruit of it. Life, change, victory, liberty, bless the Lord. Well, in, in John, uh, the book we just read, what does he say? Anyone who abides in me bears fruit, bears much fruit, that comes twice, uh, bears more fruit, bears uh, lasting fruit, Bless the Lord. Also, he says, those who abide in me, he says it twice, so he makes, we understand, verse 6, 7, verse 16, answers to prayer. Oh, bless the Lord. He's going to hear us. Why? Because we are with him. We are in him. We are remaining in him. We are tarrying. And we are walking with him. Answers to prayer. More than that, through that, we will glorify God and prove ourselves to be disciples. See, when we look at this now, um, there's victory over sin. We are overcomers. Why? Because our life source is heaven, is, is the Lord. And he did no sin, What had no sin, was no sinner on him. So there's our life source. And uh, he's, of course, we said, we mentioned this when we uh, the other day. It seems a contradiction, doesn't it? Because in 1 John 1, he's saying, if you sin... If you confess your sin, he's faithful and just to, to cleanse you, forgive you, cleanse you, wash you from all impurity. And then in, in chapter 3, let's read it, uh, 1 John 3, 6 to 10. So there's, he says, this is how you know. This is how you know. Not because I say I believe. I believe in Jesus. Well, Dave, let's have a look at your life. What is your practice? What is your lifestyle? What is your attitudes and attributes? Because the Bible says those who practice righteousness, that's the key, you see. There's a practicing. There's, there's, 
he goes to the, that sort of um, hyperbole, it's called, where he says, you cannot sin. And you say, whoa, wait a minute now, John, what are you trying to say? What are you saying? It is out of character to sin as Christians, isn't it? Now, do we sin? Yes. But it's out of character because it's, it's not coming from, if we are connected to the Lord, our life source is holiness, is purity, is following his ways. And of course, when we do sin, 1 John 1, what's the first thing we do? Dear, dear, we're like David, aren't we? We run to him. Have mercy on me, a sinner. Lord, I have sinned against you and you alone have I sinned. There's repentance, isn't it? So there's, there's, there's that victory, there's the practice, and it reveals the root of our lives. It reveals where we are attached to. That's why he said, if you're not bearing fruit, you're actually not connected to me. And uh, what happens? He says, if you're not bearing fruit, I'll pick you up and, and you'll you be cast. That which is not bearing fruit is not any good. It's not producing because it's not connected. And he says, I want you to produce fruit. And in, in and through that, and there's cleansing. What does the Bible say? If we abide in him, he prunes us. Well, the word prune there is actually the word cleanse which we find in 1 John 1, 6, uh, 1 John 1, 9. If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you. Same word, to cleanse. When we stay in him, there's a, a cleansing. Why? Because we cannot stay the same. If, you're, if your fruit is the same, you've probably lost a bit of connection because the, the fruit must grow and our character must change. There are things that we um, find much easier to do for the Lord now than we did before. Uh, there's the, we, we can go the extra mile when God puts his hand upon that certain area. We say, God, okay, you can have it now. Why? Because he's pruning us. He's cleaning us. Why? Because he wants us to bear more fruit. How do you do that? Prune it back, don't you? You know, your gardeners know that. And uh, I've told you about the trees at the end of our, our drive there and uh, they were in the way so I cut them right back and Jackie was not happy a few years ago I said they'll be fine sadly they come back worse now haven't they because you cut them back properly shouldn't have cut them back properly should I but when you cut them back it produces much more why because it's life it's growing it wants to grow and uh, that's the character of Lord is bringing us victory wholeness fruitfulness if we stay in him we stay in uh, his word if we stay in the Lord. And uh, let's read these verses, Psalm 92. Psalm 92. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. And of course, we've looked at these trees before. Shall be like a palm tree. Well, what is a palm tree? It's a really hardy plant that could even thrive in the desert, can't it? Um, it grows about 80, 90 feet tall. And they tell us uh, that a palm tree in a storm can actually bend right back uh, and, and 90 degrees. And then because of its strength, will re. re Returned to upright. So that's the power of the palm tree. Of course, the palms are used for roofs and uh, victories and all these things and, and rope 
and all those other, but a palm tree, hardy, uh, even in a storm, will come back to life uh, as the ability to bounce back. Uh, why? You know, even the most difficult is, what does the Bible say? In the storm, because our life is built on a rock, the storms are going to come, but we stand fast. And he says, you'll be like the cedar of Lebanon. Well, what is the cedar of Lebanon? We talked about those. They're evergreen. They are one of the only trees that can really survive in high altitude, even at over 5,000 feet, which is really uh, impressive. Um, they are big trees, over 100 feet tall, and sometimes over 9 or 10 feet around. Listen to this, what it does. I like this. Um, it produces a fragrance which we love. They talk about the cedar of Lebanon, the fragrance. But that's, that uh, fragrance repels insects. Isn't that amazing? Um, and who, who, what did he call, one of the names for Satan is what? Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies. Insects. You see, when we are rooted and grounded in the Lord, what happens is that we are the aroma of Christ, that the enemy can come, or we can have a go, of course. But when we are rooted in him, submit to Christ, submit to the Lord, resist the devil, and what happens? He's got to go. The key is rooted in him. We are planted in the house of the Lord. And of course, also, it tells about cedar. It's a great building product because it, um, uh, it has very little knots in it, and it uh, decays very, very slowly. It doesn't rot. It's hardy, hardy uh, plant. Olives, we talked about olives as well. Rooted in him, rooted in the house of the Lord, rooted in the word of the Lord. And of course, we know that psalm, don't we? Psalm 1. Psalm 1, we should, uh, remember we used to learn that off by heart, didn't we? We went to Sunday school years ago. Blesses the man. Does not walk in the council. His life, remember, his, his walk, his standing, his seating in the middle. But his delight, his pleasure is in the word of the Lord. And so what is he? He is like a tree planted by the woods. And he's fruitful. And he's prospering. That's when we're in Christ. There's a fruitfulness that is multiplying, that is growing. The fruit of the Spirit, the character of Christ, that is the result of him. And uh, again, in John 15, we read another characteristic is, my joy will be in you. Bless the Lord. Happy? Not really. Because happy can change, can't it? You know, we can be having an easy day and then something can cut across and think, oh, I don't want to do that. But the joy of the Lord is ours, irrespective of certain. Why? Because we're in him. We know why we're here. We know where we're going. The joy of the Lord. Peace in trials. What does the Bible say? In this world, you will have troubles, tribulations, pressing. But because you're in me, you will have peace. You will have peace. Bless the Lord. Results staying in him. 1 John 2, 12 to 14. We read this the other day, didn't we? 1 John 2, 12 to 14. Their strength, their strength from him 
See, remember, it's all from him. And, of course, the devil likes to whisper in our ears, Oh, Dave, you're pretty good. Cool, you beat that sin, didn't you? That, that, you could see that temptation come, and you overcame it. And as soon as we begin to think like that, and we, and we say, oh, he's, oh, that's true, we're in trouble, aren't we? We're in trouble, because now we're, it's, and that's why the Bible says of, of Paul, Paul, you know, you've had so much great revelation. You've had so much from me. I've just got to give you this thorn in the flesh. So you are still uh, dependent upon me. You're still relying upon me. You've got to you know your weakness so you can be strong. My grace is sufficient. You rely upon me and not myself. And of course, that's what God needs to do, isn't it? We're relying upon him. The word of God is abiding in us, is being applied into our lives. And that's a daily process. There are things that are going to cross our path day by day where we'll have to apply his word. And uh, that's how we stay in him. That's how we become strong in him. Philippians 3, 7 to 11. Again, Paul seeing clearly who Jesus is and knowing that, that all that he had, he said, is done. Now I want to know him. I want to gain him. I want to be found in him. I want to be abiding in him. And when I'm abiding, the power of the resurrection power is his, was his, only because he was cutting off the old and looking to the new. Thankfully, when we are abiding in him, what does the Bible say? We read it just earlier, that we will... Uh, 1 John 2, 8, 28. And now, dear children, abide in me and abide in him. So when he appears, second coming, what will we be? Bold, confident, not ashamed, not uh, shy because he's come and he's found us in a state where we shouldn't have been, in a places where we shouldn't be, maybe in some. And uh, But when he, we're abiding him, so we'll be confident, boldness, and unashamed. Oh, what an amazing stand before God with a, a clean conscience, holy, righteous. Well, we are holy, righteous. He's declared that over us, isn't it? But there's, there's, there's that declaration, and there's that living it out. Right? That's a, there's that imputing and imparting. So we're living it out now. So, of course, the heaven will be our destination, but we'll think, oh, I, was, I shouldn't have been doing that. He's come, and he's caught me. Unashamed, bold, bless the Lord. And uh, you see, the, the, this word abide also, uh, there's another word that it, it, it morphs into. It's called abiding under. Um, it's usually translated persistence, perseverance, patience, abiding under. And that's a beautiful word. And let's read um, uh, Luke 8, 10 to 15. He said unto you, it is given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, as well as in parables. That seeing they might not see, and hearing they might not understand. Now the parable is this, the seed is the word of God. And those by the wayside are they that hear. And cometh the devil, and cometh the devil, and taketh away the word 
lest they should believe and be saved. They on the rock are they which hear the word of God, receive the word of joy, and these have no root, which for a while believe, and in time as temper of temptation fall away. And that which fell among the thorns are they which, when they are feared, go forth and are choked with the cares and riches and pleasures of this life, and bring no fruit to perfection. But that on good ground are, are they which, in an honest and good heart, having heard the word, keep it and bring forth fruit and patience. There's a really key, key, he says, you know, you need to know this parable. See, this is the key to all the parables. This is the key to, actually, the word of the Lord, because it's how we receive the word. Remember, we said there's nothing wrong with the seed. The seed is the same in every situation. It is the word of God. That doesn't, it's the soil. Of course, the first one is the careless hearer. Doesn't care. Falls along the wayside. The devil comes and steals it away. The emotional hearer. That's a, you know, we love some teaching, don't we? But actually to bear fruit in it is going to take some difficulty. I like the teaching that God will prosper me. Woohoo! Bless the Lord. But the Bible says you've got to sow. If you want to reap, you've got to sow. And uh, that's sometimes our difficulty, isn't it? We, we, want, we want the blessing, we want the word fulfilled, but we want... So it's emotional here. They love God's word. It was fantastic teaching. But then difficulties come and things that contradict what we think the word says, and we fall away. We fall away. The distracted hearers, which is where a lot of us can be, can't we? God's word comes, it's bearing fruit, but then he says, the distractions of life, what does he say? Um, the worries of life, there are lots of distractions and worries, anxieties, the riches, the things of this world, the pleasures of this life. And uh, my way, that's what it means to go my way, they do not mature, they, they're choked out. But listen to what he says, those with a, a good heart, there's an attitude here, a goodness, a, a, an honesty, something that wants to receive the word, that wants to receive it more than anything else. The Bible says, you know, when it receives the word, it retains it, it keeps hold of it, protects it, but then it abides under, it perseveres. It's going to stick it through to produce fruit. However difficult circumstances are, that cut across God's word, I'm going to do it, Lord. I'm going to, I'm going to produce that. I'm going to put that into action. However, however difficult it is. Oh, sometimes, isn't it? Parting with money sometimes is difficult for some of us. Saying sorry is difficult for some of us. Going the extra mile. It's difficult for some of us. Lots of things. You know what's difficult for you. But the Bible says those who stay in me, love God's word, will go that extra mile. Why? Because we're producing that which is in Christ, that which is from Christ. So when we abide in him, fruitfulness, answers to prayer, joy, no condemnation. Anyone who's in Christ, there's no condemnation. There's sanctification. Anyone who's in Christ is being sanctified. There's liberty. There's um, triumph. The Bible says we are in Christ, are led in triumphal procession. Why? Because we're in him. It's nothing to do with us. We are following him, the victor, our savior. Oh, bless the Lord. But also, just to finish off with the negatives, if we do not abide in him, if we do not stay in him, he's very clear, isn't he? You can do nothing. You can do nothing. Now, some of us uh, can do lots of things. 
And as we said, it might look good, but it's a weed. It might look good, but it, it won't last. And, and some of us are quite, um, you know, strong-willed, I suppose, and we can, we can overcome certain things, and we can, we can maybe even pretend. But the Bible says, if you don't do it, you will do nothing. And ultimately, you will wither and dry up parched. And uh, when we see people doing that, especially in the house, so let's get alongside them and say, come on, you need to be back in the Lord. We can see them drifting and see them drying up. Oh, that's what we need to be together, to stir one another and say, look, the Lord is good. He longs for us to stay and abide in Him. So we become the people that God wants us to be. Uh, mighty to, to bring the gospel to those around us. Uh, help us. That anointing, day by day. Bless the Lord. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. To find out more about our church, including our service times, visit www.oakdalechristiancentre.org.